Hey, it's Kellen. Tyson here. And of course, AL. And today we have a guest who is an author, who is an international consultant, who is a Jill of all trades from the Midwest to Dubai. She's done work for various people, companies, whatnot. You might see her name if you type it in on Amazon for so many projects. You, you just lose count. We have D. Michelle Thompson. This, this, is, this is Diversified, Diversified. Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So let the game begin. D, what's going on? Hello, hello, hello. How are you all doing at Diversified Game? Doing Great. well, Good morning. D. How about yourself? Good, good, good. And D, I just I, I'm gonna jump into it and um and, and and say why I wanted to have you on because um I D Michelle is somebody I've known for years on years through the the the, the good times and bad and she stays consistent um you know not to get all up in her business but a, a six figure consultant um who's been asked to you know even go to dubai to to give her opinion she's written um, various books and i'm always bugging d to you know will you do this will you edit this will you help with this hey d will you join this venture and so i wanted to have her come on and talk about diversified game because her focus is business but she has special niches where she can go into the christian industry and then she can go into the candy industry or she can go into, you know, <laughs> the prison, the prison, the prison, <laughs> go into the prison. Oh, let me, let me yeah. not forget. Did, we know, did, yeah, know now, about that. Did, did you, didn't you have something to do with Tesla uh, going to the moon too? <laughs> I might have made that up. No, nah, it was but, not the moon. It was Mars, Kevin. It was Mars. The Mars? Okay. Mars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, I, okay, guys. All right. <laughs> so, dude, tell us what is, what's on the plate, what's going on in your world. Um, let us in. Okay. Um, got a couple exciting projects. One company out of Canada I'm working with right now. They developed eyewear for low vision people to be able to see. So they have me in the Midwest region traveling between Indianapolis, Cincinnati, Columbus, Louisville, Kentucky, a uh, day or so a week uh, promoting this project um, that costs about $10,000 for people. Mm. But it's amazing because I literally get to see people who have never been able to see their children, the color of their children's eyes, get to see them see for the first time. Yesterday, I had a guy 52 years old who was born with the eye condition and his older sisters had to kind of take care of him. And she was sitting there crying, trying not to let him see while I was testing the demo device with him. And so mm -hmm. what's really great is um, the product just came down from 10000 Now we're um, promoting it right about $6,000 now. But even that just seeing like the transformation of people's um, life, just being able to see something we take for granted every day. 
but being able to give that to people. So that's one of the projects I'm working on. I'm working on a new book called You Belong. Um, that's kind of my passion sweet spot now, just learning because I've done kind of a diverse, so to speak, <laughs> list of different projects that mm-hmm. it wasn't about whether or not I fit in. It was about the mindset that you belong wherever you've been placed and you can take authority over that and prosper and do great things right where you are. You don't have to hear that famous line people give you when you have an interview. Oh, you're not a fit. That's right. I don't fit in, but I belong. I belong. Right. Right where I am. And so that's what um, a personal project I'm working on. I'm working with the youth right now. Of course, I'm about to launch a program teaching young girls about um, dating boundaries So doing that under my nonprofit table for one, working with another nonprofit, doing that. Uh, Let's see what else has got the week tied up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Going into prisons once a month, doing some stuff with women's prison. I was doing some um, work with men's prison now, switched up, doing some stuff with women's prison, going in once a a month, talking to them about one of my books, turning it into a play and maybe Uh, We turned it into a play in Denver before, but I want to bring that into the prisons and really help uh, women build healthy relationships when they come out. Because a lot of them, there's a statistic that says they're there because 80 percent of them were in toxic relationships. That's how any of them from prison. I know y'all men don't want to hear that. But anyway, we want to help them (laughs) be healed before they come back out so they don't come back out with that whole negative attitude. But that's a little bit on my plate. What y'all doing? I mean, I mean, I want to, I mean, right now, I want to just touch on more of the plate. I'm trying to get some of the yam, trying to get some of the mashed potatoes. I want to touch really quickly on the the vision project first, since that was first in line. Yeah. And, um, you know, as someone who, you being someone who consults and, and gives so much insight, and now you're literally helping give sight and vision. So I think that's kind of a, a phenomenal turn there. Now, mm-hmm. Something that we take for granted is our sight, like you mm-hmm. said, and one of the points of diversity is ability, right? And that would be under uh, mm-hmm. physical ability. Um, what type of studies have been done to know what the actual limitations of people that are uh, sight impaired, what, is that, what impact does that have on the entrepreneurial market? Um, if you don't have any hard statistics, what do you think it has? Like, how do they feel about being an entrepreneur or 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 what job did the guy have that you just recently helped? And now how did, how will his life change? Yeah, I love that you brought that point because the company I work for, uh, I'll go on and plug them. I'm always sensitive to plug other people in my interviews, but eSight is the name of the company out of Canada. Okay, okay. that's great. And, no. um, it's funny, um, the man who started it was because his um, sisters were born with low vision with a Stargardt's disease and different things. And so he spent his life doing studies and research to come up with this eyewear that would be able to help people see. And you're right, it's transformation. You're taking people who may have been like in a factory kind of role, just kind of mundane, like putting things together. Or like the guy yesterday, he was working in a maintenance type role and now giving them the ability to see they can do more things on the computer and maybe advance themselves this way. We have and what I love about, like I said, I'll just plug them again, eSight, is they actually hire some of the people they've helped and put them on staff and use them as a part of the sales and the trade team to have them go out and do our different shows with the iVision mm-hmm. institutes and different things like that and help us promote what the company does and giving people like a total career shift than what they really thought was possible before. So thank you for asking that question because 
I have been able to see people make those transformations. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it seems like they would probably be the best uh, employees or the, or the best partnerships to have because, I mean, the testimony from them exactly strong and genuine. Um, exactly. And, you, you know, it's more than just a paycheck there. So, okay, great. Thank mm-hmm. you for answering that. Yeah. Oh, that that's amazing. Um, I, I recently saw that documentary, and I just sent it to everybody about the blind boy in Sacramento who's mm-hmm. not really blind. Like he lost his eyes at two to cancer, mm-hmm. and he, he can now. I mean, he plays basketball. He rollerblades because he uses sound, and he's clicking. He's like the only person yes. at that level. But that that is such a a testimony and shows you like our little complaints during the day. I, you know, we can't say anything, and that we can do anything. All things are possible. Those who believe in, in Jesus, not in yourself. But but D, um, can you talk about for those who are listening, saying, "Wow, that sounds great," and she's doing all these great things. Her, her uncle or her daddy or her this or that, she must have got hooked up. Because the way that you get clients, I don't think most people don't, they don't get clients like that. So you can talk about how you get clients and who you accredit that to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, first and foremost, Jesus head of my life. I got to say God. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I get my clients. But again, going back to what I want to write in this new book that I got to get back to you belong is really understanding your gifts and talents and what your sweet spot is and going to where there's problems. Because mm-hmm. what I say, um, I wrote this down and like what I want to talk about, you got to know when to switch it up, when to ditch it and when to pitch it. And mm-hmm. so what I've had to learn is know when to switch gears when I'm talking to someone and because it's all about relationship, right? And so if I'm building a relationship, I don't want to push me first. I want to learn about the other person. And as they tell me about themselves, then I'm learning, okay, which one of switch, which one of my toolkit do I need to talk about right now? Because it may not be time to talk about my ministry. It may not be time for me to talk about my books, you know, but it is time for me to talk about my marketing consulting. So understanding when to switch it up based on the relationship. Being willing to be like, you know, this is not me. Um, Knowing your purpose is so true because I I just had a contract opportunity the other week. And the way it came about, I do the whole hustle, look online through Indeed and stuff, but I search only for contract opportunities in my sweet spot. And then I build a relationship, call the people and just go from there. I've done that through LinkedIn, Indeed, but I also do networking events here and there. But my goal is to travel. I like traveling. I like um, being in different places. So I find it's better for me to do stuff digitally than just going locally because locally ends up with another local contract. And that's not necessarily what I always want, although I'm fortunate for those. But um, it's really about building those relationships however you can and knowing which part of your toolkit to um, really pitch to the person. That's the last part, switch, ditch, and then pitch. What do I want to pitch right now? But being true to your purpose, like I said, I had a client the other week. I just released it. And it was a quick hustle project, like a thousand or something. And in the Mm -hmm. middle of it, my back started hurting and my neck was crooked. And I was like, why am I stressing? This is a hustle. And so I just emailed a dude and said, I just made another freelancer's day. Here, you can take this project, give it to somebody. He's like, but you're so creative. You can write. I said, yeah, and your budget isn't really right. And I settled (laughs) for this. I had had some free time in my space because I told him, if I can do this, in one or two days, 
I'll do it for you. But if it goes over that, I'm not doing this for you. And so mm-hmm. he didn't think I was serious. He thought I was just so hungry. And I emailed him. I said, you can take this. He's like, what? And, and I said, <laughs> you know, and he tried mm-hmm. to flatter and be like, but you're so creative. Oh, but I know you can write this real quick. I said, I could, but I won't. Right. You know, and so just knowing when to ditch it, when to leave it alone. Right. It's, it's hustle, but it's not it's not that serious, especially like I say, there's a book by Simon Sinek called Start With Why. And we use mm-hmm. that with our clients a lot when we talk about their vision, their strategy, their business, you know, being unique, selling proposition. What's your why that's different? Everybody's got a cell phone, right. but why do people always want Apple? Or everybody has X, Y, Z. Ooh, I did another plug for somebody else. Let me stop. I'm saying it's in the table for one, design for destiny. Look, let, let me let me uh, back up. My yeah. for-profit is called Design for Destiny. My non-profit is called Table for One. Um, the underlining why behind each of those is about your destiny, your purpose coming to life. So you got to stay true to that. And so I think that's how I get projects is staying true to my purpose. And people can feel that passion when they talk to me. I, I pitched one lady. I found out later she never read my proposal. She heard me speak for 15 minutes. And gave me like a five-figure contract to do the off-site training for her team. And I'm there like, what? And she was just <laughs> like, yeah, I just heard you talk. I was like, wow. So <laughs> that tells me that's all it takes. we spend too much time writing proposals and doing all this stuff. So now I don't even, if it, a proposal is long, I'm like, it must not be for me. I don't belong. Because <laughs> I know you can get a five-figure project without writing 20 pages. <laughs> Right, exactly. Now, and you brought up something that was really good there. Um, a lot of people talk about the hustle of uh, building a business of entrepreneurship. And I woke up this morning, I was like, man, I want to talk about that. And you just brought it up. So they talk about the hustle, but the part they leave out is the heart and the health. And so when your your neck is hurting, you feeling pretty like that's your that's your health. And then your heart has to now guide you to what you're supposed to do. And sometimes it seems like it's contradictory to the hustle, like giving that that project back seems contradictory to the hustle. But you've got two other H's to worry about your health and your heart. So, I I mean, how do you how do you guide yourself? I mean, like you said, you you used a great example with if it's a 20 page proposal, that just ain't for me. That's that right there is um, kind of a, a not a hard line, but a line to draw where, you know, okay, boom, that's something that's that's going to be contradictory to either one, two, or, or all three of these ages, right? Because that slows down your hustle when you got to do a 20 page pro- proposal because um, that takes away time from something else you could be turning out quick, uh, your health, because you're sitting there looking at the computer screen. I mean, it helps you work with a vision company so maybe you can uh, figure out how to keep the eyesight intact. But then um, your, your heart is like, am I really going to be into doing that 20, 20 page proposal or is there something else that's speaking to me right now? Um, so how do you delineate that? How do you how do you bust down those different categories for yourself? Um, it's in, been in the past year, I think towards the end of last year, I was doing inventory and I was thinking about how much I help clients with their business planning, setting metrics and boundaries. And how much do we do that for ourselves as entrepreneurs? And so what I started this year out is kind of like a mini business plan and saying, this is my target goal. And this is how many days a week, you know, that I need to be billing at this much. Because you take some projects that might not be billing at your hourly you want to be at. And so 
my thing is knowing, okay, I already got my consistent lower billable project. I can't say yes to any more of that because right. I already have that. And so now I know this is what I'm looking to and being able to really put myself in position for that. Like even today I was looking at, okay, this is my office day. So, okay, in the office day, what do you want to do? You want to follow up on your current clients, but I need to be thinking about who are my um, bigger opportunities out there that I need to be looking at. So really just kind of balancing your week like that. And again, just uh, I have to go back to that start with why, just knowing your purpose, knowing what you're called to do and just not stressing yourself out. So time management you're and so paying attention. <laughs> time management, paying attention yeah. to your purpose, huh? Okay. Purpose, right. time management, and those metrics. Metrics are important. We do that with our clients all the time. We look at quarterly metrics. Whatever. I got a weekly metric. I noticed right. this week I didn't do any networking events. So I'm like, oh, man, I got to do something to go out. But then I reminded myself, I did an offsite with about 50 people on Monday. That was networking because those 50 people, we got four something out of five, which means those people are telling people now. So I'm like, right. can't grade myself down too far because I did do something that's going to go out beyond me. So you have to be thinking at your week like that. Oh, what did I do that's going to go external? What did I do to go global? What did I do to stay local? You know what I mean? So just putting those metrics out there and reviewing your week like that. Okay. Indeed, people really, you know, they, they, they test you in, in many ways. And like you said, um, you know, they, um, they, they, they act like you are, you're starving and, you know, you're nicer than I. Um, <laughs> you know, you won't tell somebody, you know, my mama breastfed me and my daddy told me I always had to have a job since I was 16. So I'm not starving, but, I, you know, I like what I do. Do you find that people try to lowball you, and if they do, is it? Do you ever think it's because you're a woman or a black person? Oh, absolutely. You know, I was hitting nails last week when I found out a project. And it was a few years ago, so I'm not that mad. But a project where I was billing a client maybe sixty thousand a year. I found out my peer who didn't deliver one single paperwork, no projects, but he was consulting at a different level. I'm going to leave it alone. Found out he was billing mm -hmm. 90000 a year. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. They couldn't afford me at 60 some thousand a year. And he was billing ninety to talk? Mm -hmm. What? Right. And so it just showed me, you know, a lot of us, you know, especially as women, because I have um, a Caucasian female I partner with on Project. She goes through the same thing where we just don't value ourselves. We feel like to be in a consultant you got to produce like we're always looking at did I do a white paper did I do a marketing plan did I do this and that and then our peers all they do is go in and consult and talk and walk out the door mm -hmm. and collect the check but somehow we feel like we got to have this whole portfolio to prove we were worth the, the project and so I really had to in this past year just really kind of let go of that and realize I'm losing money every time I do double the work to come there and then I do double the work to follow up with them that my peers don't even do and build more. Right. And so, I mean, that obviously that's a, a mindset adjustment, right? But that also, I mean, that speaks to your character because you, you have, you want to deliver for people. You want to do the job, which I mean, almost feels like, well, then you deserve the more money and you actually deserve the job because you're not just going to do the bare minimum 
you want to make sure that this provides value for the client. So people have to, anyone listening, like learn that too. It's not just about getting the job and doing the bare minimum. It's about like really do it like it's yours, you know, and, and provide value for clients. Yeah. And one thing I had to decide, I'm glad you pointed, um, just brought that back. Cause not that I compare myself and now I'm like, Oh, now I'm going to do the bare minimum. I'm still going to be me, but I'm not right. like Kelly going back to your earlier point. I'm not lowballing anymore. I'm not negotiating with people because I know I exceed expectations. I know that I'm doing way more than my peers would ever do. And so I don't, I don't go for the low ball and I don't, um, I don't really negotiate. You know, if anything, I talk about, you know, like I had a conversation with a client last year, it got kind of heated. I said, I don't think we're fit. I did the line of my second line of my book. I said, I don't think we fit anymore because they mm-hmm. wanted to take my monthly down. And I was trying to explain to her in a nice way. Like you, if you go below this amount per month, it doesn't even make sense for me to drive up to Kentucky. But, I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but instead of saying that, I just said, you know what? It sounds like, you know, I had to do the professional. It sounds like what you are looking for aren't services that I really provide. What I provide is at this level. And if right. you don't have, then you don't have a need for me. So the way we end up working it out, which was a blessing, she said, I need you like that before my fiscal year and in the middle of my fiscal year. So, so now it's a seasonal project where I right. come there at times where it makes sense versus them trying to lowball an entire year. It just became, when you need me, call me. But right. don't just try to do something just to have me there. Right, exactly. Yeah, let, me, let me jump in this, uh, this double dutch for round mm-hmm. two. Um, <laughs> I, have, I, have a, I have a question for you. With, with all the impact uh, that you're making, and the the business owners and the businesses that you're impressing upon with all of your experience, uh, what's what's next for you? Um, where do, where do you see yourself, um, and what do you see yourself doing through 2019? Through 2019, it's funny you say that. I'm looking at my vision board right now on my desk. What I have on my vision board is the rise of the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And so um, for that, that means a couple of things where I see myself going next. I would like to go back in to a company role, but at an executive level and be an entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. wow. that's something I would like to see myself doing. If Kellen, I hear you, if it will not take away from all the other hats that I play. If you will, then no. (laughs) But I would like to see myself. The only reason why is for this is um, going back to the earlier question about what my peers are are, um, experiencing making and just having, I don't want to say that extra badge of honor, but I do see the more distant you get from the company experience, the weaker brand ambassadorship, if that makes sense. Right, yep. And so I've been 10 years away from corporate America. I feel like I need to go back into a company role at a more of a director or executive level, just because there's some new things to learn, just switch the game up again. And Mm -hmm. for me to learn so I can go back out again. Like I told this audience I was speaking to the other day, I said, I feel like I'm the Robin Hood of corporate America. I still, (laughs) I learned the best (laughs) of the big corporate companies and then I go share it with the privately held and smaller people. Exactly. And so, um, so that's one thing on my vision board, and you know, it's it's up to God that 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 will happen. 
but that's one thing that I'd like to accomplish. And the other part is this book. Like I said, I, I definitely got to get this new book, You Belong, out. That's on my vision board. And then also, I just want to do some fun stuff. I feel like I'm very um, <laughs> organized and uh, focused on business. But at the same time, that, that can be a stress. And going back to your heart health and all that, I want to mm-hmm. see myself enjoy life and just have fun with some passion products, projects that's not tied mm-hmm. to a dollar sign. Just I'm having fun you know, with my family, with my friends. And so that that's really something I have on my vision board for this year as well. Well, the, so and, and with, wait, somebody mentioned, wait, wait, Al, did you want to follow up? Well, well I mean, I, I really, I really like the, uh, the, 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 the vision board, like to touch upon, you know, without diving too deep into your, like your secret sauce and, and the, like the mindset, um, like what is a, a typical day start to start to end? Like, look like for you is it vision boarding is it affirmations is it meditation like how how do you prep and prime yourself for the day day to day um definitely prayer devotion i'm new to meditation i'm really trying to get into meditating because it it really is hard to quiet yourself to Mm -hmm. that point but i really am trying to get into meditation more so that's always the first part of the day and then the gym is the next and like Mm -hmm. for example last week i was on the road a couple days so I made myself get to the gym at five because I had to be on the road by seven thirty to go to my client in another city. Wow. And so it was but I felt so good and so hype and I was like, Wow, five AM gym time is the best time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Endorphins early, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I love so that's my morning routine. And you know, I do white eggs and kale is always the first meal of the day for the past year. I've been mm-hmm. getting into meal prep and just like that whole health balance. It's you feel. And so I can't say I did it today. I ran out of kale. But um, <laughs> and it's Valentine's Day, so I had to do something sweet. So all that. Anyway, that's nevertheless. So um, that that's really it for me. That's the typical day morning start. And then it's either client meetings or going out of town somewhere. And then like today, it's an office day. So it's billing looking at who I need to build for the month, um, what pitches, following up. Um, I did a video. I did an off-site training on Monday where I had a videographer. And so he needs the images from my PowerPoint to do the edit. We need a rough cut of um, the DVD we're making for the client of the training. Mm -hmm. And so I'm working on that this afternoon. So it's like desk time. And then, you know, it's Valentine's Day. So I got spa and all that stuff today. But, you know, it's uh, (laughs) a... Nice. Oh, I hate I'm dating. I'm dating the, the airing. But anyway. No, no, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, but you know, so I, I do different things like that, but I love like days like this where I can do what anything that you know I need to get done. Like I apologize. It's like sometimes I try to mix up the days. Like if it's a client day, I gotta learn that's that client day. If I try to add anything else into that, it always messes up. And so I really try to give the client that's their day. If it's an emergency on another client, I will take a call or step out, whatever. But I really do try to focus on what the business of that day is for whoever I'm working with. So you're going to ask something? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was I was going to ask because uh, Dean Michelle, she said she heard me and I surely was talking. Um, we have this um, <laughs> telepathy thing we, we do. 
sometimes because you say you want to go back into corporate, but my question is, is that, you know, you say you want to learn and this and that, but let's say this book goes and becomes the next bestseller and sets up a whole deal with Penguin or someone, would you still want to do that? You know, so is it a, a money thing and a look, or is it just that, you know, you feel like, okay, if I get that big name behind me, now my money will, you know, double or triple. And would it change if you, you know, had the best-selling book of 2019 in, or 2020 in Jesus' name? You, you, you know, so I, I just I just wonder the, the, the motives. Because you know how I feel about this independent game is the only game that they can't tell you. No, you can't go on that vacation. <laughs> no, you can't, you know, go to the funeral or whatever the case may be. You know, I like vacation better, but. Mm-hmm. I, you know how I feel about it. No, and, and, and Kellen, you know, I, I'm a uh, I'm a God-led person, so it would have to be, you know, totally God's will. Right now, he hasn't shown me any opportunity that the quote-unquote fit, as you say, as I say in this book. But mm-hmm. um, And it's not necessarily corporate. It's just a company just to be, and, and I say this, and I'm not trying to be corny at all, but when mm-hmm. you work alone, it gets lonely out here. Yeah. And uh-huh. Lonely I at the top, you know, I yeah. want to be a part of a team again on an everyday basis, being a contributor. And yeah. I miss that. And I don't know, maybe I just need to get with Diversify Game and we have weekly team meetings and I'll, yes. I'll fill that void. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but, but that's what I feel like is the missing piece of the puzzle. Like, I'll have other entrepreneurs that, you know, I'll talk to for a second, but we all get pull 10 different directions on our own projects and then we don't come together again for like three or four months and mm-hmm. so i just think iron sharpens iron and it's something too when you can put together that think tank or that group of people that you're working on a common goal together and i miss that and so regardless of the thing i uh the role it is it doesn't have to be big time corporate or whatever but just some role it could be even a part-time executive director role or nonprofit. i don't know that that keeps me connected because I find the more you become this kind of lone wolf or ranger out here, the more disconnected you become and having the empathy and building relationships, you become sometimes transactional, I want to say. And I want to make sure I stay relational. And so I think it's a good gut check. I get it. I understand that. And so you said a key thing and how you get with the diversified game because we can create our own systems that we can actually pass down because we got to, we have to think about how lonely it was for uh, a Jeff Bezos, a Steve Jobs, a Bill Gates, a soldier boy, young Draco, when they came trying to get him and he just go, plow, and plow, hit the other one, and plow, and, 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 you know, how lonely it had to be on your way to the top, you know what I mean? But, um, and I know y'all love how I threw soldier boy with all those yeah. other names. But I was sitting there like, okay. <laughs> you can't forget young Draco. Yeah, I don't even know can't. who that is, but okay. Soldier Boy, Superman, Superman. Oh, you know, know Young Draco. I know that, yeah. but you said Draco. What? Oh, Young. Yeah, that's his alias. That's his alias. Oh. She said, wait, wasn't okay. Soldier Boy his alias? Okay, I'm learning <laughs> yep. a lot. I'm yep, learning yep. already. I'm, a, I'm learning already from Diversity by K. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so so we, we just know we can create our own systems 
and find the value because we all know what our sweet spots are. And for me, right. it's like, just let's do our sweet spots until we leave this earth and be able to put other people on, you know, and, and that's the beauty of uh, looking out for one another. So I understand what you're saying. I just want to, you know, say we can create that. We don't have to look outside because a lot of times when we look outside, it's something we need to make within because outside doesn't always look like us. And then we get back into that role of, oh man, I gotta, I have to present myself a certain way or I have to, you I know, wear my fro. I can't wear my fro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And, you know, without somebody touching it, talk about, I right. don't know what this thing feels like. You bring up you bring up a good a good point actually, Kel, because one thing that is is also paramount in whenever you're a part of a business, building a business, um now nowadays, right? Before it wasn't there, but like it's personal comfort, right? People work better when they're in a comfortable environment and where they feel like they can be themselves. Um and I feel like in our own personal environments, we can make mistakes and learn from them. Whereas a lot of times on the corporate side or, or being back in a company, uh, especially looking like we do, right? Being, you know, uh, black people, you you aren't afforded to the same opportunity to make mistakes, learn and grow um, that some of your counterparts may be given. So I do feel like comfort, personal comfort uh, <clears throat> and being able to learn and grow is very important to uh, mental health and important to uh, business development and growth. So, mm. okay. yeah. yeah, that's that's me. That's me. So I think that if if there's nothing else, that's that's good. Oh, I can do more, but I do want. I'm gonna let D have. I actually do want interview. Yeah, I want. I want. Actually, I want a little little uh, couple of more tidbits from uh, D before we hop off. Um, so, any can you give us? Uh, a solid two to three minutes of just all D, all me, talk, talk that talk, give me the game, um, get as high, as low, as dirty, or as clean as you want to uh, make it. And then I'll win you. And I just want to, I just want to hear it. Give, give, give me the nitty gritty. I mean, put me in the game with grass stains, D. That's what I want. Oh um, my goodness! Yeah, so go, go ahead. I want to. I want to just have us mute, and we just want to. We just want to hear what you have to say for the next few minutes, and um, just get, give us give us the unedited uh, version. Unedited version of diversify game for me. Unedited version of focus me. Give me a compass. Give me a. Give me so I would say on um, just uh, relentlessly going after your goals. Okay. All right. Uh, for me, just relentlessly going after your goals, I would say definitely pray every day. Um, have some type of written, like, I don't care if you call it a declaration, a confession, something out there that's written out of I am D. I am D. Michelle. I am victorious. I am killing the game. I am building relationships that are going to produce prosperous contracts every single day. But just something that you are reciting, that you are confessing about your business, about what you're called to do, and then making sure you have that time where you really connect with other people that don't see things the same way that you do. And I know that's counterproductive, but sometimes (laughs) it's good to be in the midst of people who don't look at things the way you do 
so you can challenge yourself and remind yourself why you do what you do. Because sometimes we get to um, hanging with everybody that thinks and speaks and acts the same way we do, and it doesn't really challenge us. We got to make sure we're always putting ourselves in an environment that's going to make us better and remind us who we are and not to shift you, but to have more of what I want to say is a reason to be, to understand your purpose, to understand why you're so unique, to understand why you're called to do what you do, because there are so many people that think um, this other way. On my vision board, for example, I have this quote that says, moving the culture forward. And so I'm always challenging myself, what I did today, did I say something that moved this culture forward? Did I dress a way that was going to move this culture forward? Did I build a relationship today that's going to move this culture forward? So making sure you're anchoring yourself with your vision board, whatever, and, and challenge yourself, reflecting on the day, daily reflection. What did I do today? I have another quote on my board, driven, confident, strong. Was I too driven today? Was I not driven enough? Did I present myself with confidence? Was I strong in it? Then I have this other quote about, you know what? You got to make sure this is, um, I really love what I do. I definitely want people to see, grow, and um, help, and give them the best experience possible. Did I do that today by the people in the lives I interacted with? And a lot of times we, we put it down to the mundane, thinking about just our clients or thinking about our family. But I'm challenging you to go to the next level and think about that person that took too long in line in front of you at the grocery store. And you was like, dang, why can't they just get their money out the purse? Why can't they? But how did you respond? You have no idea. That could be your next potential client. And the way you sighed real hard, you just broke off a potential connection point. So really making sure you're honoring and staying humble that you don't know what environment you're in and who you might be talking to that might set the tone and even fulfill the vision that you have for your life. But if you're not stopping to think about and reflecting, how did I treat people today? Did I treat people with the respect they deserve and not even deserve and not earn? Because that's the fallacy of, of America. We act like respect is earned. Respect is given. Trust is earned. So we got to learn to respect everybody we do. And so after you move beyond that, thinking about what is it that I want to do next? Not just what I did today, but now what do I want to do next? Based on how I reflect and see what I did today, what do I want to do different tomorrow? So making sure you have that time of reflection is important. And last but not least, I want to say you got to make sure you take time to remember your why, of course, I'm always on that, your purpose for what you're doing. And if your why is confusing, then you are confused. You need to switch it up. If your why is not resonating with people, you're not feeling the pull or demand for you, then you need to ditch it. You need to go back and pitch it. You need to go back and figure out what is that new why? What is that thing that's really going to connect? What is solving a problem that's out there? What's going to fill the void for a potential client? What's the opportunity? And then last but not least, I got to go back to relationships. We can't do anything without relationships. We need each other and we need to build those relationships. So into those relationships. Stop getting lost by, oh, what so-and-so did to you. Think about what are you doing to build relationships. So be that bridge. Have fun. Switch, ditch, pitch. It's a diversified game. Thank you for having me on, guys. Thank you, D. And uh, that is a powerful close right there, folks. 
thank you. We really appreciate you and look forward to doing way more with you and learning way more about you. All right. Want to learn from you guys as well. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified, online, diversifiedgame.com. In your life with the people around you and or join our Patreon and get some nice perks for being involved. If you found a nugget and are like today's episode, you might as well leave a review. And if you leave a review, you might as well share it. If you share it, you might as well subscribe. And as always, thanks for your support. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and AL. The number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.